Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for being here. With the new year brings new issues for public officials to deal with here in Detroit, as well as at the national level. In 2017, city officials may have to take a hard look at Detroit's voting system after problems in the November election. We'll have a new streetcar system traveling along and maybe causing some traffic problems on Woodward Avenue. And the Gordy Howe Bridge Construction Project could begin to take shape, forcing many families in the Delray neighborhood to relocate. What are going to be the big issues facing the council next year? How are they going to approach these challenges? Also, how will they approach the first re-election campaigns for council people who serve in districts? Uh, Four years ago, we've had the very first elections by district uh, in the city of Detroit in 100 years. Uh, How are we going to sort of sort through that, the the jobs that they did uh, for the re-election campaign? All of those things coming up on the table in just a few weeks in 2017. Joining me now to talk about all of those issues is Councilman James Tate. Welcome back to Detroit Today. Good morning, sir. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it's good to see you. How are things? Things are well. Things are well. You know, uh, in District 1, far northwest side of Detroit, uh, we're doing a lot of good things over there. One of the big things we're pushing is uh, trying to increase the, uh, the visibility of our businesses and just bringing the community together, and people are responding, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, you are one of two council members, if I'm correct, who served under the old uh, system where we had everybody elected citywide and then ran in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, the place where you live, for uh, the district seat. Talk to me about how the last four years have been different for you from the previous four years when you <laughs> represented everybody. Well, well the, the difference is not just in our representation. The difference is really the, the city as a whole. Um, when you when we came in in two thousand, I'm sorry, in uh, yeah two thousand nine in two thousand oh nine, right? Uh, two thousand ten, sorry, in two thousand and ten, um, you know, Detroit in a lot of folks' minds as a whole was just twirling the drain, you know, and there was no hope. You didn't see anything. So when we first came in, uh, Stephen, every budget session was about cut, 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 cut. Yes. It was about. Uh, bad versus ugly versus despicable a decision <laughs> you know there was no good and so now in the city of Detroit there's a sense of hope I mean you know I, I say this all the time um, and it's not popular in some rooms but bankruptcy helped yeah. bankruptcy helped us tremendously because it gave us an opportunity to restructure our debt and that was the thing that was hanging o- hanging over us um, like an albatross and just choking us choking us and and you don't hear uh you know the, the the sort of rancor that that we mm-hmm. had uh, before, often over financial issues uh, from the council. There is a better working relationship, I think, uh, between the council and and the mayor. Yeah. The, uh, the the financial situ- uh, situation probably has a lot to do with that. It takes uh, yeah. pressure off of off of everybody. Yeah, well, and because you're always trying to figure out how to get out of that situation. So the quickest way to rectify a, a, a horrible um, situation is to cut and take yeah. back. So you can measure that. Right. And now to be able to actually be in a situation where we're hiring folks. You know, we're hiring police officers now, which is great. We're hiring firefighters, which is great. We're hiring folks in pretty much all departments. 
uh, that now feels you know feels real good. Right. You know, as a resident for I'm one, sure. <laughs> and so that that shows that uh, in addition to us not having um, the 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 hope that we wanted in the past, and our, our financial situation was bad, what that really translated into was a, a stretch on our uh, public services. Yeah. And so when people don't have the proper public services. Uh, that's when you find a uh, overall sense again of hopelessness, and right. and I think that's changed as well. When you look at what's been done with the uh, demolition uh, program, and you know it has its issues, it has its challenges, um, but beside when you put everything in perspective as a whole, and uh, without taking it through the legal uh, a portion of it, it's been a phenomenal transformation for many neighborhoods. It's and, a and lot that's of houses what, down. A lot of houses yeah. down. And then there's also the the the, the rehab and ready and the, the, the side. I mean, it's a whole lot of things that are different now than what's happening in the past. So um, I, as a resident of the city of Detroit and, and not just a council member, I'm feeling a lot better about yeah. where we are. Yeah. Uh, speaking of services here in the city of Detroit, the, 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 the recount or the proposed recount of presidential ballots exposed an awful lot of issues with our voting system here in in Detroit. You know, one of the things that that bothers me the most, I think, about what we learned is that we learned it after mm. the votes were cast. And these were problems that Janice Winfrey, uh, the clerk uh, of the city of Detroit, uh, could have anticipated uh, were going to happen because there aren't enough uh, trained workers. So she doesn't have the resources to replace machines and, and do things like that. Um, uh, talk about what your view is of, of these sort of disappointing outcomes and what should be done. I mean, should we be should we be all over the clerk about uh, these errors or is this a question of how we fund the clerk's office? Uh, that's the problem. You know, to, to be honest with you, Stephen, I, I'm not sure what the answer is because uh, we haven't had an opportunity. It's 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 really all new because we didn't find out until afterwards, and because of the the, the uh, failed recount uh, request. So uh, we're out of session now at City Council. Uh, we had our final session on uh, two Tuesdays ago, I, I believe it was. No, Thursday. I'm sorry. And so we haven't had an official meeting at the council table to request anything. And as a City Council, as a legislative body, our actions are taken by vote. Yeah. You know, in front of the community. Um, so. We have not had an opportunity to really dig into it. Me personally, I do find it a bit, um, it's it's, it's stressful, you know, um, because you don't know what past elections look like. And it does bring into question. I'm not saying that has anything to do with uh, folks trying to purposefully uh, swing any election or anything like that. And I'm not saying that there's been any impropriety or any anything that necessarily happened in the past, but it just begs but we the don't question. Know. Yeah. yeah. It just begs the question. So I think that's the biggest challenge. And as we move forward, um, what changes are actually going to be made? And because we don't really know wholly at this point where the ball was dropped, where the the, the hole is. So we've got to figure that out first before we start trying to plug in things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Detroit City Councilman James Tate. We are talking about what's coming up on the City Council agenda for 2017. Uh, the Gordie Howe Bridge made start to take shape in the Delray neighborhood. Uh, we had a Rocky examination of our voting practices here in Detroit. Community benefits, uh, one ordinance passed uh, in no- uh, November 8th. One of the other didn't go down. How's that issue going to look coming up? Uh, if you want to 
join the conversation, have a question for the councilman, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Councilman, I want to ask about community benefits. This Mm -hmm. was a Really uh, tense, <laughs> tense discussion yeah. we had about this this year. Uh, in the end, I, I, I'm not sure anybody could really be satisfied with uh, with what came out. Um, is this something that you think we'll we'll go back at again and have a different discussion about how to make sure that uh, that Detroiters themselves benefit when we give? tax incentives, tax breaks to developers. Yeah, we have to go back at it, regardless of what uh, the result of the election was. Uh, it wasn't perfect. You know, that was my issue. I So I was one of those voters who voted no on both. Um, and you had the option of voting yes on both right. and a mixture well, that was of was part of which, the confusion, I think. Was, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> People didn't really understand what, what was going yeah. on. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that was one of the, the um, claims from those who opposed a uh, proposal, I think it was B, the one that uh, council came up with because they said that it was designed to confuse people. And for me, it wasn't um, an attempt to confuse anyone. It was an attempt to provide an option because it is a major shift in policy. So when you have something of that magnitude that I think had uh, a lot of issues, both of them, but I certainly believe that we should as a legislative body try to identify something that is uh, less intrusive to you know, um, the, the process. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> um, again, I think that there were some issues. The issues that I had with uh, proposal B was that the threshold was just too high. Yeah. And um, yeah, um, I mean, it, it essentially eliminates yeah. 90% of the development projects yeah. from this kind of thing. But what's interesting is, Stephen, when you look around the country and folks talk about um, a community bill defense agreement, um, that threshold is much higher than the one we put in place. Yes, <laughs> you right, know, right. but we're looking at the reality of the city of Detroit now. Yeah, right. The I thing mean, about it is, we're 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 accelerating in terms of attractiveness um, at a pace that we didn't anticipate. So uh, why aren't we um, uh, keeping that in mind when it comes to development yeah. as well? So I think that we've got to go back to the drawing board. So seventy five million at this point right now, it it it, it may work. Um, it's not going to have very much effect. No, yeah. no. But again, I, I think that's where we've got to get past just thresholds and get to the point where we look at what is actually beneficial f- to the community. So even if we didn't have thresholds, what are we going to do um, even underneath? There's a way still to have some kind of compromise with the community. I and mean, that's our goal yeah. as a city of Detroit, to still have some kind of community input on projects, even under that threshold. That's yeah. always that should always be the goal. Now, you know, that's what I've seen thus far, at least uh, certainly within the last couple of years. Yeah, we've got about uh, two minutes left in the segment. We will have you back for sure uh, after the new year to, to talk about uh, some of these issues in more depth. But 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 quickly, before I let you go, give me your sort of top two or three agenda items for 2017? Well, for 2017, uh, the, the top item for me is to um, really infuse life into our um, uh, commercial corridors uh-huh. within District 1. We've come up with a come out with a directory of 620-plus businesses within District 1. Uh, it's a hard copy version right now. We printed out a number of them, and we're also transitioning to an online version. There's a dummy uh, online version up there right now, but we are going to really put it out and, and make it really, you know, splash and, you know, make it something that 
millennials and and even you know those who are not millennials yeah. <laughs> will, will will use. So that's number one. And, and building also uh, our um, uh, business associations within District One. We have in District One a hundred thousand plus people, yeah, right? So right. Uh, how do we galvanize these individuals to do? Anything. So yeah. that's number one. Uh, number two is just to continue to be uh, accessible to members of the community. You know, we host three community meetings myself in uh, District One, and we want to continue to do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I imagine that looks different uh, as a district representative. Yeah, it does. It's but it's great. I love yeah. it. I mean, we just had two uh, weekends ago on Saturday our uh, year in potluck, and we've had this for the. F- this was our fourth annual, mm-hmm. and Stephen, it was great. We had food on top of food. We had two hundred and thirty participants, and we had it at a school within District One. So it was all about community. We've been doing this. And uh, we also uh, asked residents to bring in canned foods, and we were actually able to donate uh, over 500 uh, pounds of canned food as well. So yeah. it's, it's working well. We want community to feel like uh, they have a voice in what's going on. And that's yeah. the, the We're going to have to have you back trust. to talk more about that, that district relationship. Uh, but uh, as always, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we'll Happy holidays soon. as well. Absolutely to you <laughs> as well. All right, up next, we're going to talk about how the Attica prison uprising of 1971 created a ripple effect that still has implications on our prison system today. The new episode of Created Equal. Stay tuned on Detroit Today. News, 